Blog Talk Radio. that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear her support. On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go to our chat room, which is available right now on our website. You can ask your questions, send your comments, or leave your prayer requests. Also, for those who are on Facebook, I am on Facebook Live right now. My name is Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P.S. and Paul, R-A, T.S. and Tom, E-R. You can see me live. I won't be able to respond to you if you have any, if you send any comments, 
on Facebook Live. So just to let you know, you are able to see the visual, but I won't be able to respond. But just in case you want to call me, I am answering the phone calls, 516-453-9118. I would like to say a huge hello, hello, hello to my church family, True Believers, Tapanaka Church, while our senior pastor is Pastor Otis Logan. If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and everyone who are tuning in, and thank you, thank you, thank you for your continued prayers and support. Question. Did you know that you're where you're at today because of the words that you spoke yesterday? See, words not only lead you to your path in life, but also they have meaning and purpose that will either bless or curse you. Proverbs 18 and 21 tells us there is life and death in the power of the tongue. That's why you have to be very careful in choosing your words you say, also the words you receive from others. So on today's show, we will talk about the impact your words can have upon you or in the life of others. Also, we want to talk about tools you can use to help you to choose your words carefully and much more in the episode called The Power of Words. The Power of Words. <clears throat> First and foremost, the most deadliest or most powerful tool that we all possess is two inches below our nose, our mouth. Our mouth can get us into a beautiful blessing or it can get us into a whole lot of trouble. Genesis 1 and 3 says this. It says, then God said, let there be light. And after God said, let there be light, what happened? There was light. What allowed the words, excuse me, what allowed the the light to manifest? It because what God said. God said, let there be light. In other words, light was in him. And what allowed the light to come out? Out of him was his words. He spoke what was in him, and what he spoke came out, and it formed light. And we are enjoying that light right now. But unfortunately, what we don't realize, we are made in God's image and likeness. So what God's word said, which means he said, let there be light. What we don't realize is when we speak, what we speak can actually happen also. But a lot of time, unfortunately, we don't even know what we're saying. We don't know why we're saying it. But also, we don't understand the impact of what we're saying. But that means also we don't know who's saying it. 
We don't know who we are. We don't know who we are. We don't know the impact. We don't know that we are God's representatives here on earth. So we have to understand the impact of what comes out of our mouth. Do you actually understand what comes out of your mouth? See, words are not just simply sounds caused by air coming through your throat. Words have real power. God even spoke the world into existence by the power of words. That comes from also Hebrews 11 and 3. And we are his image in part because of the power we have with words. Words do more than give information. The power of our words can build up or tear down a person's spirit. Even it can stir up hatred. Once again, we got to remember that life and death is in the power of the tongue. That comes from Proverbs 18 and 21. But also we have to remember, Jesus reminds us that the words we speak are actually the overflow of our hearts. That's Matthew 12, 34 through 35. In other words, what we say out of our mouth actually reveals what's in our hearts. So that's why we have to be very mindful of what we say. One of the things that it re- now this is just one of my pet peeves. I hate for someone to say something that they don't mean. What you say, you're supposed to mean what you say. Say what you mean. But unfortunately, many people, they say one thing, but they believe another. Or they say one thing, and they feel differently. That's someone that is, you can be manipulative. That's someone that may not even know what they want or who they are. But we have to be able to understand what we're saying. We're actually causing emotion from the words coming out of our mouth. We receive the benefits or the consequences of what we say. You know, one of the things I found out, there's an old saying that says, think twice before you speak once. And so, excuse me. And so, what we have to do, we have to remember that what comes out of our mouth, it can be lethal. It can be something that can curse someone, or, like I said, it can be something that can bless someone, or even bless or curse us. Now, one of the things that we have to think about, we have to think about what do we say to people. We have to think about. Not just in what we say, but how do we deliver what is said to that person? We have to ask ourselves not only what we're saying or what we're saying is impactful. We can even say something that could be truthful. But along with what we're saying, which is important, but we also have to look at the delivery. In other words, the tone. What is the tone? that you give that important information to that person. A lot of people, they get turned off, not just by what we say, but how we give it. A lot of times, you know how some people, they may say, well, you know, I'm just keeping it real, or, you know, that's just me. And 
but we've come to the fact of just being so insensitive about a person's feelings. We've become insensitive, not just with what we're saying, how we're saying it, but also even with the timing. Because there is timing in what we say. And like I said, you can tell someone something that's truthful, but you have to make sure that your main objective is realizing that your words should be received. But if your words aren't received, then you ask yourself, did you say something in the wrong timing? Was it seasoned in love? Because if you say something, which could be truthful, but if you say something and the motive is not in love, then no matter what truthfulness you may say, it will not be received. So what's the point of opening up your mouth? What's the point of opening up your mouth when you realize it's not going to be received? There are some people, they cool with just hearing themselves talk, but that's actually wasting your words that's actually wasting your seeds because your words are seeds your words are seeds and when your words are seeds is going out into the atmosphere and when it goes out into the atmosphere what allowed those seeds to become a beautiful harvest a beautiful a beautiful bouquet a beautiful garden your words become a beautiful garden by your feet. What does that mean? That means when you say something, when you say from your mouth the seeds, your feet allow those seeds to grow to become a harvest, which means your feet are equivalent to what? Work. Action. In other words, allow what you say to be the seeds, but those seeds going to grow with the actions that you produce based upon the seeds that you put out. In other words, you have to be consistent. Whatever you say, make sure you have corresponding actions with that. The Bible tells us in Hebrews that faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen, which means the difference between faith and hope is one thing, your actions. See, hope is not something pertaining to doubt. A lot of times people say, well, I hope they do this. I hope they do that. But see, actually, you're, unless you're very confident, hope is actually confidence. But so many people think hope means something pertaining to doubt. No, it's not. Biblically, hope means confidence but along with that confidence in order for it to come out for you to be able to see what you're believing you have to have actions so your hope pertaining to corresponding actions that will produce faith but unfortunately so many people with their faith they're not lining up what they're saying with their actions or they're not allowing their actions to correspond with what they're saying. So now what we have to do, we have to understand what are we saying. We have to understand the verbiage. We have to understand our verbiage. Let's be real. A lot of times we have poor communication. We have a poor language. Our language is not elevated where it should be. I'm not just talking about pertaining to secularly. I'm talking about spiritually. See, 
first of all, whatever we believe in God for, do we actually believe it? That's first. Let's find out what are we wanting from God. After we realize what are we wanting from God, then what do we do? A lot of times we go based upon somebody else's situation instead of our own situation. And we say somebody else's situation and not our own situation. So you think about it. We say in someone else's situation and we verbalize it out of our own mouth. But we don't see what we need done in our own life. Why? Because we're not saying our own words. We're not saying based upon our lives. We're saying it based upon someone else's life. Now, let's just say that you do say what you desire God to do in your life. Let's just say if you say it. Now, once you say it, do you believe it? Are you saying one thing, but are you doubting up here with your head? See, a lot of times people, they may say one thing, but they may believe another. See, it's easy for us to verbalize things, but are you agreeing with what you're verbalizing? It's a lot of people, well, it's just like a good thing. Someone may do something and tell someone, I'm sorry, but you know what? They really don't mean they're sorry. They're just saying that. They're just saying that. But it's time for us as believers to start saying what we mean and mean what we say. So with those words, you know, words have power. Some people say words are energy. Word is a source. Give you a little, give you a little something. Words are so powerful. You think about this. You think about yourself. You think about your characteristics. You think about some of the traits that you have. Don't you know that that was spoken into you? How is that? Because of your name. Your name came from your parents or maybe it came from someone else, but somebody named you. Somebody named you and they put that on the birth certificate. Now, they call your name. And every time they call your name, you know what they're calling? They're calling your character. So them calling your name, they're calling your character. And what happened? As they speak your name, they're speaking that character within you. And now you become what someone spoke within you. In other words, that means you got to be careful even what you name your child. It's a lot of people, they have children, and they wonder, they're wondering why their children have a very bad character. Because a lot of times we're giving children their identity based on words or names. We don't even know what they mean. So that's the reason why if you look at it, if you look in the Bible, look at Abram. Abram in Genesis, Abram was visited by God and God told him he going to be what a father of many nations now after God told him he going to be a father of many nations what did God tell him he going to change his name from Abram to Abraham Abraham now at first Abram had no children but even when Abram had his name changed from Abram to Abraham every time someone called Abraham they were saying father of many nations, even though he did not have any children at the time. 
So what happened? As he began to receive what his name meant, what people were calling him, what happened? God allowed him to be able to become a father of many. Now, us as believers, we have Abraham as our spiritual father. But what we have to realize, even pertaining to those names, many people look at Saul in the New Testament. Saul, when he got converted, when he became a Christian, God changed his name from Saul to Paul. Also, get this. Well, I'll share this with you. Um, my son, he's 13. When my son was in his mom's womb, I got a phone call. I believe she was right at the sixth month of her pregnancy, and they were going to take out, take him out because patients with her pregnancy. So she gave me a call, and I flew like a bat out of Chicago to hurry up and make it over there to the hospital, and I was maybe about an hour away in rush hour traffic. But as I began to start praying, we had already had his name picked out, Dylan Nathaniel Prater. So as I began to start praying, I was saying, God, you protect Dylan. God, I don't know what's going on, but God, you know the situation, and God, help Dylan, uh, deliver Dylan. And God said, no. God said, stop praying, saying his name. God says, stop praying, saying his name. Start praying, saying the meaning of his name. So I said, okay, God, God, you are faithful to your word. The word, the name Dylan, D-I-L-L-O-N, the way it's spelled, that means faithful. I said, God, you are faithful to your word. And then God, when you give gifts, you don't give damaged goods. Nathaniel, his middle name means gift of God. So I had to start saying the meaning of his name and saying it within the prayer. And as I begin to start praying, God, you are faithful to your word. God, when you give gifts, you don't give damaged goods. God, you said in your word, God, that healing is the children's bread. I begin to start speaking those things. And you know what happened? As I begin to start praying, all of a sudden, God showed me how he was going to look when he became a grown child. And I was like, wow. But he told me, don't respond on what you see. Now, later on, I think it was maybe like a month later, they delivered him out of his mom's womb. And even as I began to see him, I saw him, but I didn't see him. I saw him, but it was it was like what well, God was like. He was shielding me from what I was seeing. I was seeing this little infant with tubes uh, on his body, and he was uh, he was on oxygen the first three months of his life. Uh, excuse me, the first six months of his life, he was in the NICU department, which is the um, the I guess prenatal uh, the uh, the infant uh, ICU. He was in there for the first three months of his life, and then, like I said, oxygen the first six months of his life. But he had a rough road when he came out. He had a rough road. But even beside that, God kept showing me how he was going to look when he become a big child. And now he's 13 years old. He's almost as tall as I am. What God now is showing me is he's becoming what he showed me. But I had to remember his name. I had to remember. I had to keep reciting Dylan's name. 
So even right now, and matter of fact, Dylan knows the story, and I've told it to him several times, and he heard me say it to other people as a testimony. But I said all that to say this. Every time I speak, every time I call Dylan, every time I say his name, I'm saying his character, and I'm saying the blessings of God over his life because of the meaning of his name. So when it comes down to it, I would advise you all, just in case you don't know the meaning of your name, look it up. Look it up. Look up the meaning of your name and ask God, are there some characteristics that will honor him? And also, just in case, because we don't have any say-so on who name us, but just in case you have a name that may have a, what say, a bad image, you know, God can help you even with that. So I just want to kind of throw it out there because a lot of times, you know, we don't we don't think about names. I know some people, um, they may want to make up a name for their child and have some, I don't know, I'm not going to say crazy, but different spelling, different names, uh, a unique name. But like I said, every letter means something in Hebrew and Greek. So when you put something together, you're actually speaking whatever spirit, whatever spirit that you put together pertaining to that name, you're speaking that spirit into that child. So before you start calling a child something, how about you start doing some research? So just in case those who may be listening, hey, you know, just in case you didn't know, now we know. And you know what? Now we can grow from it. And just in case we have fall prey to that, we can ask God to forgive us. So like I said, I just want to just kind of throw that out there. So it's very important for us to be mindful of the words and even the names that we say. Because like I said, words are important. Words cause this word to exist. Words have a lot of time hurt or scarred people. You know, there's an old saying that says, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words that hurt me. It may not hurt you physically, but it will hurt you spiritually or even mentally. Sometimes you say the wrong thing, you know what happens? It'll even hurt you financially. Go up there to your job and you say the wrong thing. Guess what? You will probably be unemployed. <laughs> so, words have effect. But we have to be responsible for the words that we say. We have to be responsible for the repercussions from what we say. You know, there's an old saying that says, um, you know, I got freedom of speech. Well, you know what? Everybody has freedom of speech, but there are consequences pertaining to those words that you say. One of the things that actually my Sunday school teacher once said, he said that, my freedom ends where yours begin. In other words, I can say whatever I want to, but I got to realize there are consequences in what I say. There are consequences in the words that I put out. If somebody go to the airport right now and say, well, you know what? Uh, I got a bomb. I'm going to blow this place up. But you know what? Chances are they're going to wake up in the ICU. So we have to be responsible for the words that we say. But also what we have to realize, things are very serious. There's a lot of people, like I said, they don't understand the impact. You know, 
one of the things I always tell people, there's a time and a place for everything. But also, when it pertains to work, when it pertains to business, hey, this ain't no time to be joking around. And so a lot of times people say things, and they say things, they try to be lighthearted. But it ain't the time for that. If you're getting stopped by the police, and who knows, it could have been something that may have transpired uh, the other block. Then all of a sudden, you well, you are, I'm just playing with you, you know, just say something. Um, matter of fact, for those that don't know, I work in the sheriff's department. I'm, I'm one of the guards. And doing the uh, screening that inmates uh, receive, a lot of times we have to ask questions. So one of the questionnaires that are on the screening process is, do you feel suicidal or have you ever felt suicidal? And there has been so many people that came in, do I feel suicidal? Oh, yeah, 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 I feel suicidal. Yeah, what you going to do about it? But guess what? Just because of them saying that, now we got to take it seriously, and now they're on suicide watch. I don't care if they say, well, you know, I was just playing, I was just playing. Uh-uh, no, 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 no. See, because you said, you're bound by what you say. Those old saying that says your word is your bond. A lot of times, that's all we have. Our word, our words actually shows our integrity, our character. That's all we have. So by that word being your bond, being your oath, you have to understand what you say is very important. In other words, a lot of people, they just say things, but they're not committed to their words. And God trying to bring ethics back into his people. Because to be honest with you, a lot of time people, and I don't mean to be ruffling anybody's feathers, but it don't just happen outside of the church. It happens within the church. Some people have become ethically off, ethically ungodly. They'll say one thing, and you know what? They'll stab you in the back. And there's so many people that has been hurt, not by church, but so many people that's been hurt by church people. There have been many people that have been used by, quote, unquote, church people because them not keeping their or their word. You know, if I'm doing business with someone that's supposed to be a Christian, you know what I'm expecting? I'm expecting godly ethics. I'm expecting integrity. I'm expecting good quality and communication. But. Some people, and I say it like this, some people, they even go to church or a particular church only to network. They don't go because of the, they don't go because of the word of God that's being spoken. No, they're networked. They have their own motive because they feel like, well, you know what? If I go to this mega church, if I go to that mega church, that all I need to do is when I do business and tell people, hey, I go to this church, I go to that church. And what happens a lot of times, we assume that this person is going to be a person of ethics, a person of godly character because of not only them going to church, but sometimes particular church that they go to. And you know what happens? They be the main one to use us. They be the main one to what? Break an oath. They be the main one to do sloppy business. So like I said, God is trying to bring ethics, morality back into his children. Because right now, it's so many people that have been used, that have been hurt by church people, but God is trying to bring some healing. And so with that being said, the words that we say, we need to honor those words. 
don't say anything you don't mean. Don't say anything. In other words, if you actually telling somebody that you're going to be there, you're going to help them, be committed to that. Be committed to it. And not just be committed to it, but when you do it, do it to the best of your ability. In other words, do it unto God. So we have to remember, what we say to people is so important because we're responsible if we hurt people with our words. God wants us to be conscious of how we talk to people. God wants us to be conscious of what we say to people. People don't realize when you say something, when you tear down a person, when you break a person's spirit, God is going to hold you responsible. And unfortunately, it's so many people, they into, if you want to call it, verbal judo. It's so many people that's into verbal abuse. And a lot of times, I'm not advocating abuse, but physical abuse is hard. Physical abuse is wrong. But you have to acknowledge also the verbal abuse that people give other people. Verbal abuse actually lasts longer than sometimes physical abuse. Why is it? Because a lot of times when you think about it, once words go out to a person, they can't be retrieved. We have to be careful on what we tell people and what we say to people. There's so many people that have been scarred for life because of the words that been said to them, and especially people are in people that are in authority. It could be a leader, it could be a boss man, it could be a pastor, it could be a parent. You have to be mindful of your words. And then think about this: the higher your position is, or your authority, if you are a person of authority, you have to be more responsible with your words. Why? Because people are looking upon you, and people are looking up to you. For you to be a person of integrity, not just in what you say, but also how you live. See, what you say, it actually says a whole lot about how you live, but also it also says a whole lot about your heart and also what you think about people. When you see, when you see a person that's always talking down upon them, talking down upon people, you know what they're saying? They're actually they're saying that they don't respect people, but also they don't respect themselves. They don't respect God's creation because we all are God's creation. But it doesn't matter if it's a pastor here, a bishop, an apostle over here, and then on the other side there's someone that's a new convert, someone that just got saved day before yesterday. You know what? In God, I say all of us are important. All of us are loved. And I know a lot of times we often hear this scripture, touch not my anointing and do my prophet no harm. That don't only rip, that doesn't only apply to those who are preachers, pastors, apostles, that also even someone that just got saved day for yesterday. So you know what? Just as much as they are anointed, so is that person. Individual that makes them anointed, but it's God that brings the anointing. So, just to clear the air, just in case somebody who may feel like their position is important, beyond which God can groom that person that you look down upon, that you talk down upon. God can groom that person to be over you. So, like that old saying, or the Beyonce said, replaceable. Guess what? Everybody is replaceable. You look at you look at Saul, not in the New Testament, but in the Old Testament. Saul was after David. Saul was after David. Saul was the king, but you know what happened? David eventually took Saul's spot. 
God said David was a man after his own heart. And true enough, David had plenty of opportunities to kill Saul. But you know what? David was a man of integrity. David let his enemy live. But eventually, eventually, Saul got killed. And David took his spot. So what we have to remember, you got to be careful in who you're talking down upon. And there's so many, I'm going to say it like this, there's so many people that have been talked down upon, like I said, from the parent, from a leader, from a, from a co-worker, from a boss, have looked down upon someone, treated someone very, very bad. And you know what happened? That person that they treated bad now end up being the boss of the person that spoke against them. So we have to be careful. How to say that old saying that says, be careful in the bridges that you burn because you may have to use that same one to cross over. It says something like that. So we have to be careful on who we talk down upon. We shouldn't be talking down upon anybody because the same words that you say to somebody else, you setting the groundwork for someone to say that about you and to you. And there's so many people, they say these things to people to to put them down, but it ain't funny until, well, it ain't funny when it happens to you. There's an old saying that says, um, it talk about Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd. Ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. So we got to be careful on what we say to people because God is holding us responsible for the words, the verbiage that we tell these people that we, and how we treat people. We treat people so wrong with our words, but yet and still we expect God to bless us. So we got to be careful on what we say. There's an old saying that says, don't mix your words with your mood, but you can change your mood, but you can't change your words. In other words, you can't take your words back. In other words, we have to be careful because we cannot speak our words through our emotions or through our hurts. We have to be very responsible for what we say. And the most important thing we tell people, we tell people when you're upset, when you're hurting, it's best not to say anything. Be proud, but that doesn't mean, well, you know, uh, it's, it's the silent treatment. God is against silent treatment. No, look here. God wants us to be wise. It may be. It may be a good thing for y'all to communicate, but the timing may not be right. Because when they come down to emotions, when the emotions are high, when tempers are high, sometimes things are said that really are not meant. Sometimes when a person speaks from hurt, Sometimes they say things that they end up regretting. Sometimes they say things that they really don't mean. Sometimes when you're emotional, sometimes you're all over the place. And sometimes you don't think clearly when you're emotional. So it's okay to take a chill pill. How how to say, take a commercial break. Get your words, get your thoughts together. So that way you can say things that are edifying. You can say things that has purpose because ultimately your words supposed to have purpose. So like I said, we have to remember not just what we say, but even our tone. Raise your words, not your voice. It is rain that grows flowers, not thunder. So in other words, if you think about it, when thundering happens, you know what happens? There's a lot of turbulent there's 
there's things that are destroyed during a thunderstorm, but soaking rain drizzle, it feeds the flower, the plants, the vegetation. So in other words, you speaking harsh ain't going to help matters. We have to be mindful in our words, our tone. Or what you saying, would it produce life benefit or would it destroy? Will it build up a person or would it destroy a person? And when we say in destroying a person, we're talking about emotionally, mentally. And there's so many people that have been said, there's so many people that have been told things. And especially, I was speaking earlier about people in authority, especially even being spoken to by their own parent. Their parent may have said something when they were a kid and it affected them the rest of their life. Why? Because it's not just what was said, but it's who said it. See, I can go to work right now and I've been told and called many names throughout my years. It doesn't bother me because who they are, even though they are human being, but who they are in the situation that they're in, it holds no weight. But let someone that's supposed to be near and dear to me say those same words. It'll hurt me. It'll affect me. And that's why the devil sometimes would try to use those that are closer to you to hurt you. Hurt you with what? Words. Because words can actually affect the purpose. A person. Words can actually determine what? Or change your thinking process. Change your thinking process towards that individual or even towards your purpose, your life. There's so many people that have changed the course of their life because of the negativity that was said by those that are close to them. So we have to be mindful on what we say. Not only being mindful of what we tell people and how we talk to people, but also, and this on a personal level, we have to be mindful of how you allow people to talk to you. There's so many people that allow people just to mistreat them and talk to them any kind of way, and they think that it's acceptable. No, 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 it's not acceptable. I'm going to tell you this. If you're not going uh, to demand sp- respect for yourself, think about it. you got to re- demand respect for God's sake. See, there's so many people... Well, you know, that that's just how that person is, and they allow their verbal abuse upon them. No, no, no. Now, you know what? I'm speaking from personal experience. When I was younger, I used to be the same way. I used to allow people to talk to me that way. I used to um, listen to what per- a person says and didn't respond. Now, that devil is a lie. Mm-mm. No, I know how I feel. I realize not just what a person says, but when a person speaks, if I allow it, that means I'm receiving what they're saying. If I'm allowing them to speak that harshness or speak that craziness, I'm receiving it. That means that I'm tolerating that. I'm allowing that into my spirit. So if someone is saying something that's against God's word and against my character or against what I want to receive from God, I don't care how they say it, uh-uh, shut it down. Nope, 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 I don't receive it. I don't care who it is, and this is for free. I'm going to throw it out there. There was a, uh, I went to a visiting church one time, and there was a minister that tried to, um, he called himself prophesying, and he was just totally off. And you know what? There were some people 
that were watching, and I saw him speaking to other people, and he was saying some things, and this person, well, one of the individuals that he was speaking to, uh, they were looking like, kind of looking like, no, I don't know, you know, uh uh-uh. But when he said something about me, uh uh-uh. I don't care if I don't care if it embarrassed him and I guess what? If he's wrong for saying something, stop it. So I'm telling you, if someone says something, you nip it in the bud right then and there. You know why? Because if it ain't true, don't receive that. You let them know. Well, no, no, I don't receive that. Don't just, well, you know, um, well, you know, I I just talked to God about it. Uh uh-uh. uh. You know what? If you if you are a virgin, never been touched. You save yourself till you get married. Then all of a sudden, someone in church and say, you know, I see, I see you've been, you've been uh, sleeping around with different men and all this and all that. You better say, uh-uh, no, you, that ain't of God. You better go on about your way. You need to nip it in the bud. So you got to be careful on what a person says. You got to be careful because if you don't nip it in the bud, you're allowing them or you're allowing others to continue to say crazy stuff to you. And you know what? The things that you allow other people to do, you know what happens? They respect you less. They'll start disrespecting you. And not only them, but when other people start seeing other people disrespect you, you know what happened? Them same people, them other people that watch other people disrespect you now, they won't respect you. It's time for you to start respecting yourself. It's time for you to start demanding respect. Like I said, if it ain't for your sake, it's for God's sake because you're God's child. You're God's daughter. So you have to remember who you are. You have to remember who you are to yourself, to your family, and to God. Because remember, you represent God and your family. There's a uniform that I wear. I I wear my shirt department uniform proudly. <clears throat> but um, used, I grew up if you want to say I grew up in the hood or whatever you want to call it. Um, and words that people say at work, I really don't care. It doesn't phase me because I know when I clock out, I'm going to the house. They not. But I have to make sure that they respect the integrity of my job. They got to respect that. So on an individual basis, it may not even register to me what they're saying. I can really care less. But because of what I represent, I got to have a zero tolerance for foolishness. So that's the same thing pertaining to your life. You have to understand who you represent. You got to understand who you are. And if you understand who you are, then you want to allow people to give you garbage or talk to you like garbage because you're not garbage. You're God's chosen child. When God when God made everything, he said it is good. Not only that meant the things that he made, the things, get this, the things, but that also mean the people, the individual, which is us. When God made us, we were good. And guess what? If we were good, we still are good. That doesn't mean that we are flawless or perfect, but because of the blood of Jesus, Jesus redeemed us from the penalty of sin and all power of sin or the influence of sin. So regardless of your past, don't let anybody talk to you like trash. Regardless of your past situation, regardless of who you were in your past, that was the past. But don't allow anybody to address you like your past if you have turned your life around in your future or in your present. 
So you have to be respectful towards Get this, not only you be respectful to other, but you need to start having people to respect you. So be mindful of what you allow other people to say to you. But also get this, you have to get away from negativity. You got to get away from, look, negative conversation, gossip, because those things, even though you may not even say it, but if you are in the atmosphere Those are seeds that can get into your spirit and corrupt your spirit. They can corrupt or they can pollute your atmosphere. Think about this. Think about like saving a drowning person in a pool. Now, you can remove that person that was drowning out of a pool. Is that going to save their life? Is that alone going to save their life? No, it's not. You can get that drowning person out of a pool, and them getting out of that pool is not going to save their life if that's if that's all you do. You know what's going to help them? Once you remove them out of the pool, now you got to get the water out of their lungs and exchange that water that's in their lungs, get out, put oxygen in their lungs. So what I'm saying is, even if you remove that person from the pool or from the atmosphere of the water, you got to get what was in the atmosphere out of their lungs so they can breathe. So the same thing pertaining to us, we can get out of the atmosphere of negativity, but as long as we have it in our spiritual lungs, we will still drown. So in other words, if you're used to being in a negative atmosphere, you can remove yourself from that negative atmosphere. Now you got to get what was in that atmosphere out of your spirit. You got to get it out of your head. got to get it out of your language. We have to be able to what increase our language. One of the things I found out a lot of times, some people, they curse a lot. Some people curse because their vocabulary, they feel like is either limited or they don't know how to properly if you want to say express themselves in a way that will make a person really understand what they're trying to say. So expand your vocabulary, not just naturally, but also spiritually too. So we have to be careful, like I said, on not what we tell a person or how we talk to a person. We got to be careful on how we allow other people to talk to us. But also this is something else. We got to be careful on what we say to ourselves. There's so many people that talk negative about themselves. They give themselves verbal abuse. There's so many people that verbally abuse themselves. They don't have to worry about other people talking them down or talking down towards them. They speak down upon themselves. It ain't worth it. You never speak highly upon someone else and speak down upon yourself that is that's not right that's the best way I can say it I'll finish saying it's crazy but no those are the kind of people that need help those are the type of people that need rehabilitation for us to be able to understand the words that we say because like I said we are responsible for our words God is holding us accountable see God has given us the power and authority And don't you know that the weapons 
of our warfare is not in the physical, it's in the spiritual. So what we say, what comes out of our mouth, it goes into the atmosphere. And so not only the words that come out of our mouth, it goes into the atmosphere, but also what we allow in our spirit from others, it goes into the atmosphere and what? You can receive it or you can reject it. So it's time for us to start actually analyzing the words that are said. So that way we can understand if it's something that is of God, if it's something that's going to um, lead me to the purpose and plan that God has for me, or if it's a distraction that someone is trying to place upon me to get me off course. Your words can be impactful. Your words can be a blessing. And a lot of times the blessing or curse, it may either come from others or your own mouth. We have someone on the line right now. We're going to give them an opportunity to come on the air. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. How are you doing today? Uh, hello, I'm good. This is Greg from Pennsylvania. I'm a first-time listener. Hello, hello. Yeah, How are you doing today, sir? Enjoying, good. I'm enjoying the whole show. I, I liked it all the way through. So Thank I'll be you. a regular listener. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm very honored. Um, feel free. We hear Every Sunday night, this is 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. I thank you, and I hope and pray that something was said that may have been a blessing to you. And like I said, feel free to keep listening. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the the caller. What we're going to do, we're going to get ready to wrap it up. But just in case someone who may be watching someone that may be listening just in case you might have been the person in the past that may have said some harsh things to people it's not too late for you to repent it's not too late for you to be able to get things right now if by chance that person um may still be alive pray and ask god to set the scene first of all you pray for yourself and after you pray for yourself you pray for the other person and after you pray for the other person, ask God to set the atmosphere for you all get a chance to meet and for you to be able to even just repent, apologize. And if you give it to God, he will set everything up. Now, I will say this. You can mean it from your heart. You can repent. You can apologize to that person for the things that were said or even the things that were done. If they receive it, then great. But if they don't receive it, you've done your part. If they don't receive it, then God not going to hold you responsible. You did your part. But just in case, you might have been the one who may have heard things, heard negativity. You might have been the one that was told that you'd never be anything. You'd never be anything in life. You'd never do nothing. You might have been told that. I would advise you, forgive them. Forgive them because they know not what they were doing. Sometimes they know what they were doing, but sometimes there might be something within them. It might have been jealousy. It might even been hurt that they may have had. Because what happens, hurt people hurt others. So that's why it's so important for us to be able to start being mindful on what we say. That's why I said, don't speak from your emotions. Do not speak from your emotions. Because like I said, when people are hurt, when people are emotional, 
like I said, sometimes they say things that they don't really mean. Sometimes they say things that they can't take back. So we have to be responsible for the words that we say. We have to be responsible. So just in case you are the one who may have heard negativity, you might have been the one that heard from Big Mama, heard from even heard from your parents, heard from someone that you respected, heard someone heard from someone that you looked up to. They might have said some harsh words. But you know what? Don't let that define you. Listen, even though they may have said those things, but it's up to you. If you don't receive it, that would not define you. But if you do, if you did receive it, you know what happened? God can detox you from that. God can heal your heart and heal your mind. And also what happened, God will help you to understand what purpose and plan you have. But also, get this, also, even when other people have said negative things, like I mentioned earlier about the person that was drowning, the analogy when a person was drowning, even if no one else is speaking godly to you, even if someone else or no one else is speaking words that are edifying God has given you a mouth for you to speak for yourself. Don't let anybody, I don't care what anybody have said, no one should be your greatest cheerleader than yourself. Of course, number one, God, but also you. You supposed to be your biggest cheerleader. So I don't care if no one say, I love you. You know what? I love me. If no one else say, you know what? You did a good job. Ask God to give you the strength and the courage to start patting yourself on the back. Give yourself your own flowers while you live. There's a song that says, um, sometimes you have to encourage yourself. So a lot of times the devil knows that we are looking for encouragement from others. But you know what he'll do? Sometimes he'll prevent others from coming to you for them to encourage you. So that's why God has given you a mouth, just like other people, God has given you a mouth for you to be able to hear the encouragement out of your own mouth. So instead of you waiting upon someone to say something positive or say something godly, learn to speak to the person in the mirror. And last but not least, make sure you stop talking negative about yourself. You know how the Bible says, so a man thinketh, so is he. So a lot of times we are who we are because of what we allow within our own ears, sometimes through our mouth or through somebody else's mouth. So stop talking negative about Because Think about it. Who in the world want to always be around somebody that's always talking negative about themselves? Think about it. If someone's going to talk negative about themselves, then what makes you think they're going to always say something positive about you? Some people, they all they do, they always see the negative in the good. But they celebrate the bad. They celebrate the negative. So what if life in the beginning might have been a bumpy road, all this, all that? Ask God to help you start looking at the beauty within ashes. Ask God to help you start looking at the good even after bad or even after uncomfortable, after ugly. My dad said this. He said, no matter what happens in life, there's always some good that can come out of any bad situation. So ask God to help you to start looking at things within the spirit. On God, 
what can you get out of this that's going to be beneficial in upbuilding of your kingdom? So that's some of the things that we need to think about. I see someone else online. We're going to have one more call. We're going to give this person the opportunity to come on the air and say something. Hello, welcome to Rig Now My Heart Podcast. You're on the air. Hello? Okay. Okay, so now we have to remember from this point on, is your verbiage, I know this improper grammar, but are the words that are going to be out of your mouth, will it be something that's going to be edifying God? Okay, ask yourself this. Are the words that you are receiving from others, will it be something that's going to be edifying to you? There's a difference, and then we know that people can give us constructive criticism. We know that. Constructive criticism in love could be received, but also realize that it's here to benefit us, to help us. But just because someone says something, just because someone says something, and like I said, they might have meant it, uh, the right words, but they may have said it in the wrong tone. You know what? We're not going to allow what a person says to define us. God has already established our purpose and plan. We're going to go by what God's word says, and we're going to receive what God's word says, not anything less. But also what we have to do, God has given us the responsibility. God has given us the right hand of fellowship, the power of attorney to use his word over and in our life. So just in case someone that may be listening, someone may have dealt with low self-esteem. Someone may have dealt with verbal abuse all of their life. No matter what situation you might have been in, Jesus is here to help you, to deliver you, to heal you, to make you whole. No matter what situation you might have dealt with. There are someone that might have been in a marriage that all they dealt with was abuse, physical, mental, verbal. Even though that happened, that does not define who you are. Even though those things might have been said, just because someone says something negative, just because someone called you out of your name, that does not define your name. God has your name in his heart. God want to heal you. God want to restore you. But also, God wants to not only heal you, but God wants you to forgive them. Because that forgiveness is not for them. That forgiveness is for you. That forgiveness is to cleanse you. So that way, that doesn't mean that you forgiving them. That doesn't mean that uh, you trust them. That doesn't mean that you like what happened. No, no, no. See, when you forgive them, you release all of that to God, but also you release that control. You release that control that the unforgiveness had over your life. You release that over to God so now God can control your life. Matter of fact, at the end, I'm going to let y'all, well, I'll tell y'all now, next week, next week podcast, we're going to be speaking about unforgiveness. So I want to let y'all know that before I forget. But God wants you to be able to release everything over to him once and for all. But also, just in case those who may be listening, if there's any other needs or concerns that you have, you can give it to God. Just in case someone who may be listening, who may not be saved, and you ask yourself, what must I do to be saved? Romans 10 and 9 tells us, if thou shalt confess 
the Lord Jesus Christ is our Savior and believe their heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession, listen, confession is made unto salvation. You get that? What you said, you have to confess salvation out of your mouth. In other words, you got to verbalize. You got to verbalize that you receive Jesus Christ, your personal Savior. So if you can verbalize that you receive Jesus Christ, your personal Savior, that's letting you know the power of the words that are out of your mouth. So whatever situation that you may be in, whatever situation that may be going on in your life, there is nothing too hard for God. I don't care how long you've been dealing with it. I don't care who have thrown you under the bus. I don't care who tried to control you or manipulate you. I don't care who turned their back on you. I don't care how hard things may look. There is nothing too hard for God. They said in the Bible, it said the darkest hour is just before dawn. So whatever situation you may be dealing with, I'm telling you, God can heal you. God can restore you. And also this on a personal level, just get those who are like us, my family, just get you're grieving right now. I'm telling you right now, we been may endure by the night, but joy will come in the morning. And that morning don't have to be at 6 o'clock in the morning. Your morning can be right now. I'm telling you, even in the midst of your hurt, God can heal you. God can restore you. God can give you your joy, even in the midst of sorrow. I'm telling you from personal experience. So don't let anything stop you from the joy and the peace that God has for you. So just in case you may be living, you may be watching, just in case you may be going through something that seems like, you know what, nobody understands. I'm telling you, God understands. God understands that his child is hurt. God understands his son or his daughter is going through something, but God wants you to give it to him. I'm telling you, there's nothing that God can fix. God is there to help us. God wants us to cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. He loves us. So we want to touch and agree whatever situation you may be dealing with, we're going to go in prayer right now. Coming to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on today. God, we thank you, Lord, for this meeting on tonight, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for helping us to understand, God, that the words that you spoke, God, in Genesis, God, you are allowing us to speak those same words right now in our lives, right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we speaking, God. There are those, God, who may have said wrong words, God, or misguided words, God, or even may have spoken ill towards somebody else, God. God, we speaking, God, first of all, God, to forgive us, God, if we have mismanaged the seeds which call words that you have given us, God, if we have mismanaged our words, God, if we have said the wrong thing, God, if we have spoken unkindly to others, God, if we have said the wrong things towards other people or even towards ourselves, God, God, we ask you to forgive us, God, and God, God, after you, God, you forgive us, God. Help us, God, to forgive ourselves right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we speaking right now, God, that you help us, God, to understand, God, what our words mean, God. But understand, God, help us, but first of all, God, help us, God, to speak your language, God. Teach us your language, God. Teach us your verbiage right now, God. Teach us. Teach us, God, your words, God. And, God, as you have spoken the words over us, God, help us, God, to speak those same words to us and also to others right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Instead of buying everything you stand for, we buying every problem, we buying every confusion right now. In the name of Jesus, and, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done right now, God. God, we're speaking right now, God. Someone that's been dealing with negativity, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you detox. 
God. Every negative word, every negative thought, regardless of other people have said or even if they said upon themselves right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you detox them, God. Spiritually detox them for every toxic word right now, God. In the name of Jesus, every toxic thought right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you help them, God, that you heal them, God, that you make them whole, God, that you deliver them for every negative word, every negative thought right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speaking, God, that you break every generational curse right now, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, like there's been a pattern of, like, Someone that's in the past may have said something negative to their parent, and now their parents saying something negative and ungodly to the children. But God, we speaking God that you break that generational curse right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we speaking that you restore, God, that you release, God, healing, God, that you release forgiveness right now, God. Even someone that's been in a marriage right now, God, someone that's been in a marriage, God, like everything that's been negative, everything that's been said, God, is being turning them down spiritually and emotionally, God. Right now, God, that you build them up right now, God. God, we speaking, God, that you help your people, God, to understand the identity you have given them right now, God. And God, we thank you, Lord, for the privilege and the honor, God, of being your child right now, God. God, we speaking, God, even to the bereaved family, God. Even my own family, God, we speaking, God, that you continuously, God, to heal, to restore right now, God. And God, help us, God, to hold up our integrity, God. Help us, God, in every aspect of our life right now, God. God, we speaking, God, there's someone that have a need right now, God. Someone like they may be in need of transportation right now, God. God, we speaking, God, but that you lead them, that you guide them, God to a transportation, God, that's going to be financially within their means right now, God. And, God, we speak, God, that you give them a safe, drivable vehicle right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we speak, God, that you help your people to seek you like never before, God. Not only seek you when things are uncomfortable, but, God, even when things are going well, God, help us, God, to praise you like never before, God. Help us, God, to praise you like never before right now, God. Help us, God, to praise you, to obey you, God, like never before, God. God, we even speak Right now, God, we holding up uh, Dr. Tony Evans' wife right now, God, Mrs. Evans, God. We holding her up before you, God. We holding up the family right now before you right now, God. God, anyone else that's sick, God, anyone else that may be in the hospital, God, anyone else that may be on a sick and shut-in list right now, God. We speaking, God, that you intervene right now, God. Did you bring healing right now, God? Did you bring deliverance, God? And even those who may not be saved, God, bring salvation right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you right now, God, for the joy, God, for the peace. God. God, we thank you, Lord, for the worship right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Help us, God, no matter what we deal with, God. Help us, God, to continuously be a worshiper, God. Help us, God, to continue to praise and worship you, God, even in uncomfortable times right now, God. And God, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done right now, God. Everything you're going to do right now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank you all for tuning in. I thank y'all for everything that was said, everything that was done. I thank you all. I want to, right now, I want to thank everyone who tuned in and who listened uh, on the podcast, even on Facebook Live. Thank you for supporting this program. If you have any suggestions on future topics, feel free to contact me on Facebook. I'm Brother Prater. Um, You can read my daily devotions and videos on my page, or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, it's on the Brother Prater, or you can go to my website, www.brotherprater.org. You will see my daily devotions, the upcoming events, and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website 
a few good men, excuse me, on my store section, the store section on my website, you can purchase my book called A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men the needs and responsibilities towards their family, children, spouse, or even children's mother. Also to inform women the needs and responsibilities of men and to give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. I want to thank each and everyone who are tuning in. And also, once again, next week, I will be speaking about unforgiveness. Forgiveness or unforgiveness. We're going to be speaking about that next week. So thank you all for tuning in, and thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you, and good night. Open